0: Today, I'm going to finish this topic, of what I've begun. um, About preparing for the Lord's coming. Um, I probably, as you gathered now, I don't like rushing. I like taking my time, and if if it means going through it again, I'll go through it again, just because I want to get the message across. So I want to read this; these um, the main portion of scripture again to remind us as to what we was talking about, preparing for the Lord's coming. And it reads this from verse um, chapter seven of Matthew, verse thirteen to twenty-seven. And it reads this. It says. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes and thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And not everyone... Who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. If you can just turn me down a bit, Brother Peter. (laughs) Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have you not prophesied? In your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And when, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practiced lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man Who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, the wind blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man, who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came. And the wind blew and beat on the house. I want to continue just to, as I was saying, and we looked at what it really is. There's, there's many things that we can do to prepare for the Lord's coming. And we mentioned the first thing that is that we should seek to grow in intimacy with the Lord. We said that it... Um, in the scripture in um, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1, about how it's... I'll just, just um, jump on the high spot there. This is my second letter to you, dear friends. And in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and re- refresh your memory. And I want to remember, remind you that the Holy Prophet said long ago that our Lord and Savior commanded through the apostles, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking at the truth, following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming from before the times of our ancestors, and everything has remained the same since the world was first created? But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. So in these verses of Scripture, it's saying about how there will be scoffers, how they were saying, well, I thought the Lord was coming. But then going further down in these verses of Scripture, which I, I won't go into, what I wanted to really bring out, that wasn't just the Scripture actually, <laughs> but what I wanted to emphasize was this. We need to grow in knowledge. In a, that's, that's, if you go further down, it talks about having intimacy and in in growing in the knowledge of God it's really important that we get to know him personally for ourselves, that we don't just have head knowledge. and We, don't, we, we need to have a, an encounter and experience for ourselves because what happens is we'll just have pure religion and it won't be something that will be heartfelt for us. We know that when we start this journey of salvation... That's when the journey begins in getting to know the Lord because He unfolds to you about your life and He shows you things that He's called you to be, the things that He's called you to be. He tells you the things that you need to change in your heart. And then as we continue to pray and seek Him, He will unveil certain things to you. The other thing that we spoke about was in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 which is the second thing about that we need to guard our hearts. Because of the nature of how this world is, there's so many different things that will come our way, that will seek to pollute, that will seek to come and taint our minds, our thoughts, and our even our actions. And we're saying that it's really important that we guard our hearts because things like unforgiveness can come, all kinds of things. Things that will come to um, make us even say things that we shouldn't be saying. Attitudes that we, you know, we can start to portray because we're, we're reading a certain thing or we're hearing a certain thing. Because remember, the, the eye gate, the ear gate, all those kind of things are, that we're actually experiencing. God in the heart is so, so important. It's so crucial. It's so, so crucial because the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And the things that we feed ourselves with, we were saying, is what will come out in conversations, in different relationships, in different places, because what we're feeding ourselves with. The other reason why we need to protect our hearts is because our thought life, the way that we think, can be actually affected. So we need to take the time out to, to meditate, to ponder, to hear what the Lord is saying. Because the nature of our heart, it just can go askew, it can just go off. And we constantly need to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ, who he's made us to be, where we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, because at times the enemy wants to remind us of where we've come from. But we need to remind him of where he's going, and we need to remind ourselves as to where What God's called us to be in this world great lights to bring help, to bring hope to many people. The other thing that we went to speak, we spoke on the last time was walking pure before the Lord and then in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 it says abstain from every form of evil in the in the book of Hebrews it says that without holiness no man will see the lord we know that's really close to the lord's heart that when we walk in holiness and purity before him this is the thing that is close to his heart The enemy will do everything he can to ensure that we sin, that we pollute our lives, that we taint our garments, as it were, and that our relationship is affected, whether it's through, through sin of unforgiveness or backbiting. Anyway, whatever it takes... Do you know the enemy doesn't even mind us so much coming to church, you know? <laughs> he doesn't mind us coming to sit on the chair, say, oh, I've been to church today. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't mind all that, you know? It's when we get a hold of that truth and we start to walk in it and we start to live it, that's the thing that he starts to back up. And then he starts to want, wanting us to not to walk in the ways of God. Because when revelation of God's word comes and we begin to walk in it, the enemy can see. Because he can see a, that there's no religion happening, there's life. This is why there was always a situation or a confrontation of when Jesus was here on earth. Because when Jesus was here on earth, there was always something happening. Always something taking place, even like with the apostles, because when they waited in the upper room for the presence of God to come and touch them, fill them, there was stuff taking place that to the point that the the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees were attacking them because they were not happy about them preaching the name of Jesus. Because there was a revelation that they encountered, that they received. And this is something that we are praying more and more. That in our lives, that we will see more of the power of God. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing. That God's life will touch different ones. That when we speak, that it will penetrate deep within the hearts of many but this all happens when we're walking in holiness and purity and we're listening to the voice of the spirit trust me it's not an easy thing there are but it's possible because many men have done it many women have done it but we just all need to walk in and pay the price And then we spoke about, uh, number four, about searching the heart. The Bible says, how the heart is deceitful, above all things, desperately wicked. And who can know it? The Bible says that, "I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit." of his doing. So we know that the heart, (laughs) it needs to be constantly checked. David says, search me, O God, and see, know my heart, see if there's any wicked way in me. Any wicked way. We need to constantly come before the Lord in preparing for his coming because the way how these days are, it is just unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen next, but the Lord does. But when we come before him, and we lock in with him, and we just, we're just just honest, we're pouring out our hearts as best we can, saying, Lord, you see where I am. Please, can you help me to walk right to walk straight, to walk pure before you. Lord, this area of my heart, I, I'll be honest, Lord, I like it, you know, but I know it's sinful before you. Please help me. I want to walk right, Lord. Please help me. And then we mentioned how um, the Scripture and Psalms in regards to that as well. And then we highlighted the different areas that the Lord will be speaking to us about. Maybe it could be that, um, selfishness or lust, different things, status, where it's like you are holding on to this thing, of, Lord, this is too good, and I'm not going to let this go. Whatever it is that you need to let go, you need to let go. If it's un, un, um, 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 unforgiveness, that's the one, unforgiveness where you're holding on because what this person has done to you is too hard to let go. We must let go, go. We must let go because the Word of God says this. If we do not forgive, God cannot forgive us. And so we need to let go. Whatever... It is that the Lord is challenging us today. I want to encourage you to respond to him. Some is their education, their educational status, knowing that I'm very educated. I don't need the Lord to guide me. I have enough knowledge. It could be different things. But whatever it is, ask the Lord to help you. Just as we said, Moses had that encounter. He was a man that was very educated. But then he said, when he confronted the the burning bush, it was like there was an encounter right there. And all of the, I mean, when he was in the wilderness, he had to get rid of all that education. God really broke him in that place. And he had an encounter. And he got to the point where he couldn't even really talk very well. He started to... But he was a very eloquent man before he actually had that encounter. But God broke him and God changed him because he was holding on to things For him, that was very sacred. The other thing that we mentioned was this, that we need to set our house in order. And we mentioned about Hezekiah. The Bible says, like, the time when he was about to die, he says, remember, you know, the prophet spoke to him. And he says, remember me, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and I've served single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. And he broke down and wept bitterly. Um, bitterly. Hezekiah came back and basically said that you've got 15 more years. My point is, is this: he had to set his house in order. There are things that God will probably be spe- is speaking to areas of our lives. I know he's been speaking to me several things that I need to set my house in order because the way how this, this and, and starting right from your house in every area because when, we, when the Lord comes back, it's not going to be us and the family standing together. <laughs> it's going to be just you and the Lord. And it's, it's a very sobering thought when you think about it, because he's, he's gonna, everything's going to be just reflected, all of the different things that we've done, all of the f- different things that we've said, is, it makes you so sober, sobering, sober that you just say to yourself, wow, whew, I need to this. Fix up quick time. The Bible says this, that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I don't want to fall into the hands of the I want to fall into his mercy. I don't want to be going I mean listen. We know that there are people in hell right now that didn't think that they would get there because they were just living their life and just carrying on as normal. And they thought that I'm going to make it because I'm a pastor. Or, I'm a good person. But the Bible says that God looks at the heart. Man looks in the outward, but God looks at the heart. Which is why the heart is constantly having to be reviewed. We always have to come back to the heart. You check it. Every message that we speak about, we always have to come back to the heart. Because that area needs to be challenged all the time. This is why it's good to be accountable. You know, sometimes we as Christians don't like to be accountable because it's like you're exposing areas of my life. I don't want to be exposed. You're exposing that area. Why? But we need it because the time when that happens, the Lord is using that individual to encourage you. you may not feel encouraging. You may feel like someone's beating you with a whip. Change this area. Hey, but it's good. Because that area needs to be addressed. The Bible says that the Lord chastens who he loves. God always wants to help his children. But we need to be in a position to receive that chastening of the Lord. He places people in our lives. Our loved ones, our friends. To, and the Lord uses them to speak to us so that our lives can be changed and so that we can conform to the image of Christ. That's what it's about. It's about conforming and being like Christ in our thoughts, in our actions, in our deeds, in our words, so that Christ can be seen. So we have to set our house in order. And then we mentioned about being focused and faithful on what each of us are to do. Whether it's to be a doctor or a lawyer or a psalmist. Whatever God has called you to do. Or a mechanic. Brother Peter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need to be faithful in our calling. We need to be consistent, even when you don't feel like it. Because the Lord, remember when the Lord says this, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. God is looking for faithfulness from each of us. And it may not feel like at times... Sometimes... We had to be lugging these things week in, week out. John Mark is having to do this. It's not easy. Lynette putting the chairs out each week. Boom, boom, boom. Sometimes it gets a bit laborious. But being faithful. Because as the, you see, when the Lord comes back, all those things he will judge us and he will look at our heart. He will look at our motives. Was it to be seen of man or was it to be seen by me? Number seven, we mentioned was to ask for lord to help us to live as if this is our last day living this life is i mean that is is that in itself is like a you just meditate on that living as if it was your last day thinking what would actually happen if i didn't live like it was my last day i mean Look, it's, it's easy to get into the rigmarole of life because I do, I do it loads of times. But it's good to have a think about, you know what I mean? Have a think about it. Like, we're going to live your life like as if it's my last day. God's going to come at 6 o'clock. Right. So now he's coming at 6 o'clock. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to speak to all the people that I need to speak to, forgive all of those people I need to speak to, you do. You're, you're thinking with eternity in mind, but when you're doing that, the whole because you because you're open to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will just continue to impress different things that you're to do. Continue to um, whatever it is that you may need to give, whatever you need to share, whatever you need to sacrifice. You will just start to do it because you're thinking like God's coming at six o'clock. I need to do it. I need to make sure I do. And when you're doing that, if you ask the Holy Spirit, He will help you. He will assist you. I want to encourage you to do that. I mean, I'm trying to practice it because it's a great practice. And this will help us to prepare for the Lord. Amen? Another thing that we mentioned, number eight, was to share the gospel. Tell different ones, tell your loved ones. Tell your friends. We said that most of the people that are here are through friendships. If, if I ask you here, how did you give your hearts to Christ? It's friendship. It's not on the street. I, I don't know if there's one person here like that. Everybody here, and people probably online, is through friendship. And I'm not trying to disdain at all street evangelism. But whatever opportunity, whatever way that we have, I want to encourage you. Share the good news with different ones. Make it a point to tell people about the great news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that you can be forgiven of your sins. I'm rushing through because I need to get this finished today. Number nine. Be careful. How you use your time. Be careful. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing But he has little time. The way how the devil's operating right now, he knows his time's short. And so he's pulling out all the stops. He's unleashing things like we've never seen before. This year, we'll see a lot of things that we've never, never thought. But fear not, because Christ is in us, and he will help us as we look to him. But I'm saying that to say, because the devil knows that time is short, we too need to have that same mentality. The Bible says, like, um, because, um, ah, it's, it's in Corinthians, but it brings out the point that because, yeah, because of the terror of the Lord, because of the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Because we know that the Lord is coming, we persuade men, listen, come and give your hearts to Christ. Give your heart to Christ. There's like an urgency, an urgency to be speaking about the gospel. There's an urgency about living right. There's an urgency in walking holy and pure before the Lord. There is, it's critical right now because he could come at any moment. He comes as a thief in the night and we don't want to be caught out. When a thief comes into a house, you don't, you don't know he's coming. How do you know? No one knows. And it's the same with the Lord. Because he will come and he's like, you, you caught off God. We don't want that. So, because time is short, we need to use our time wisely, purposefully. What is your purpose? What is the reason why you're here? Number 10, do things out of a heart, a um, good heart and pure motives. The book, in the book of Corinthians, it says this, that everything, that all of our works that we do, Is going to be tested. It's going to be tested. It's going to go through fire, and then we're going to be rewarded. If there's anything at the end, that's a paraphrase of it. But basically, our works will go through, and if it's going to, if it pans out, if it's good, a good motive, you'll get a reward. If not, it'll be burnt up. There'll be no reward for that specific or that particular thing. My encouragement to all of us. Ask the Lord, each thing we do, that our motive is pure and right before him. Because we want to walk pleasing before the Lord in our actions, our motives, our, and why we do things. Great, yes. I believe I've got to that place now. I wanted to get that all out. I want us to pray. I want us to pray and ask the Lord this morning to help us in however the Lord's spoken to you. I want us to spend some time just speaking with him, talking with him. father I don't know if you can play some music if it's possible I just want us to reach out to the Lord and however the Lord's been speaking to you just ask him Lord help me to be ready to be ready for your return to be ready Lord help me with my motives why I do things Lord help me Lord to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus with urgency Lord help me to walk in purity and holiness Lord help me with my walk my with intimacy with you. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. Help me to grow in knowledge of you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to be careful to how I use my time. Lord, help me to live as if this is my last day daily. Lord, help me to live with a sense of urgency every day. Oh Lord, help us, help us, Lord. Search my heart, oh Lord see if there's any wicked way in me. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Help us Lord. Father help us to guard our hearts oh Lord. To protect our hearts from sin from being tainted, from being polluted, from being corrupted. Oh Lord, Father, help each of us to be faithful in our calling, in our reason for being here on this earth. Help us to be consistent. Father, I lift up each one Oh God, each one here, each one online, praying, oh God, that you will help us to be ready in our hearts that we will be pleasing to you with our motives, God with all that we do and all that we say that you will help us to respond appropriately to you help us not to miss it Lord and help us to let go of those areas in our hearts that have been a blockage to the flow of your spirit Help us, Father. We cry out to you today. Strengthen each one here, O Lord, and online. Help us to live holy before you and pure. Yes, Father. Father, I just pray for those here, Lord, who feel um, fearful, Lord, for the future. I just pray that you will strengthen them and that, Lord, that you will help them to recognize more and more that you are with them. And, Lord, we will not fear because you are with us, Lord. Pray that you'll bring peace to those ones Lord and that you will encourage them Father we pray in Jesus name